Welcome to Reimagining Schools, a podcast from the Edupreneur Academy. Today, I'm talking with Chase Eskelson of Firstkin Education. His unique background in education started with school launches and led him to work with policy leaders in the state of Texas, and finally to creating his own educational consulting business. Hi, Chase. Thanks so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. Good. It's so awesome because Chase actually came up from Texas to Oklahoma. So we're actually hanging out in person today, but we're, we're doing this on Zoom in the same building so that we can get a good audio uh, for the podcast. But I really appreciate you stopping by and seeing us. And um, I just wanted to start by kind of getting a little bit of background about you and how you got into the whole education and entrepreneurship world. So just tell us a little bit about Chase. Yeah. So I did not start in education. Uh, My undergrad is not an education degree, but it was probably five or six years after uh, I finished my undergrad. I'm like, man, education thing, there might be something to this. And uh, went back to school and did end up getting my master's in education and uh, started out kind of with a full-time online school down in the state of Texas um, and worked my way up through that, you know, I ended up being an administrator at that school and helped them scale uh, pretty, pretty aggressively. And then I worked with a district in the state of Texas and we launched another full-time online school in the state. So uh, pretty varied background. Uh, we can probably get into a little more in depth during the next few questions, but um, probably the one that I think is most interesting and probably different because you probably have a lot of people like, oh yeah, I used to be a teacher or an administrator or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that's really interesting is I got caught up in the uh, education policy world. Mm-hmm. You know, all these, the, the nerdy policy ones, like I'm one of them and I love it. Uh, and there's not many people who can say, you know, I want to go read some big long document and figure out what it's trying to tell us. But I spent a lot of time down in Austin working with uh, policymakers and legislators and helping them understand like, hey, this is, this is how this bill is going to affect teachers how it will affect the funding for the schools. This is how it will affect, you know, families, parents, and students. And so that was a really unique background in several years that I got to uh, experience. Uh, and I absolutely loved it. That was such a fun time in my life. Yeah, that's so funny to hear you say that because I, you know, we've talked some, but just hearing you repeat your story reminds me of how much that is similar to, to my story too. So kind of very similar experience here in Oklahoma that you were, you were doing in Texas. So that's really cool to hear that. Um, but yeah, tell us more about what you're doing now and how you got from, from that world of, you know, working with some policy and the online education to, to what you're doing now. Yeah. So I, I kind of breezed over a portion, but uh, I was a leading an education nonprofit and we were launching full-time online schools, uh, international schools, and then we were taking the very best of the hybrid experience, so the very best of in-person, the very best of digital, and shoving those two things together to create really unique schools. And I've been doing that for three or four years with this nonprofit. Uh, and then I realized about a year ago now, hey, you know, I think this is the perfect time for me and for my family and kind of where we all are to, to launch out on my own and to try some of these things. And, and so that's what we did. We, we launched First Skin Education uh, based out of Dallas, Texas. And really people say, well, who are your clients? Like, they're, they're all so different because I have such a weird background. I've got the school operations. We've got the academics. We've, you know, I'm a, a lead evaluator for Cognia 
so he's kind of got that whole thing going on. Uh, I've got this policy and government affairs side. And so we support schools going through, you know, whether that's charter renewal or a whole host of different things. So we've, we've supported all those kind of things, but then I've also got probably my, my key client as a parent advocacy organization. Mm-hmm. And we really support parents and under, helping them to understand, A, how do you fight for your child appropriately? How do you protect the options that they have? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it doesn't matter what those options are. Like we want to make sure that those options are protected for you and for your students. So how do you advocate on their behalf? And uh, that's actually one of the things that brings me to uh, the great state of Oklahoma today is I'm going to a parent event here in Oklahoma City in a little while. Um, so it's hard for me to say what First Gen Ed is because each client is so different. You know, we've done so many unique things for so many different people over this last year, but uh, somehow it's all education focused. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. And I know that there's probably a really cool story behind that name. So tell me what, how you came up with the first skin. Where did that, where did that come from? Yeah. So uh, my heritage, uh, I'm Danish, both my mom's side and my dad's side all the way. We can trace it back to like 1400s oh, wow. uh, in Denmark. So it's, it, we're in it, you know, <laughs> and uh, with that, I also grew up on my grandpa's peach orchard in northern Utah. Oh, neat. I know you're going to have some people, <laughs> you're going to have some people from Georgia and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, this guy. No, I'm, it's true. A Utah peach is better really? than a Georgia peach. I've never Something about high altitude. Yeah, they're just, it, it's different. Anyway, to answer your question, Firstkin Ed, uh, the word Firstkin is the word peach in Danish. And it's really a throwback because everything that I learned about business, about life, uh, I learned on that peach farm, you know, growing up working on this peach farm. uh, And so many of the lessons that I learned as a kid carry over, I mean, to to everyday life, right? But whether it's an education focused thing, whether it's, you know, my marriage, my family, um, you know, and my grandpa, I remember him saying, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Uh, that was one of his more tame quotes, if you will. But my goal is to take education, which has historically been the Apple industry, right? You always bring your teacher an Apple. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's so 1900s. <laughs> it's time now that we're in 2022, it's time to move forward. And, and I, my goal is to bring education into the new world. And then we're going to make that a peach world. And that's where First Gen Ed comes from. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, that's I, I like that a lot. That's really neat. And and you're right that it is all about just kind of thinking differently. And you know that the way that we've done things for the last hundred years does not have to be and shouldn't be the way we do things moving forward. So thinking about it differently and finding people in that space that are willing to do that are really important, which kind of brings us to the whole educational entrepreneurship field, you know. And so, I mean, what made you decide to kind of go out on a limb and, and go for, you know, your own business and how did you get started with that? Yeah, so, I, you know, there are so many different facets and ways to answer that question. I've seen and experienced and pounded my head on a wall <laughs> when we keep trying to do the exact same thing with these students and we keep getting the same results and we're saying, huh, that's weird. I wonder why that is. Right. Well, we just did the same thing we've done for the last hundred years and it didn't work, Yeah. right? We're no longer 
training students to be factory workers. Right. So the factory model of education is no longer a, a, appropriate for the modern day in which we live. Right. And because of that, I, I realized that there is such an important piece to helping students learn how to learn mm -hmm. and learn how to create. Uh, we've got too many consumers and not enough creators. Yeah. And we've got to figure out how we change that. And, and so, you know, I, I just said, I don't know if I can make a big impact, but I can make an impact. And so I want to, I want to dive out on my own. And interestingly, I learned that there are a lot of great teachers mm -hmm. and administrators who come up with these fantastic ideas mm -hmm. and they, they launch their product or they launch their service and we see so many of them fail. You've seen them. I've seen them. We've seen them fail. And I'm like, why do they keep failing? That's such a good idea. And I realize it's because they're, they're teachers and administrators, not business people. And so they don't understand like the business side of it, even though the idea is fantastic. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that we launched this last year is the first in ed mastermind that is solely focused on helping these teachers and administrators that have these fantastic ideas, get it off the ground and be successful. Because if I can help these people be successful in the business side, their idea, their product or their service can change the lives of the students and teachers that they're trying to help with their, with their idea. And so that has really been a fun uh, project that we have launched and just had an absolute ball working on. That's great. Yeah. And the mastermind so far has been, has been wonderful. So you're doing a great job of getting that off the ground and, and getting that launched. So, and I appreciate that you're working in that space. Cause I feel like that's, that's such an important piece. And I think, you know, what you mentioned about, um, you know, teachers maybe not really buying in or understanding sort of the vision that these administrators are, you know, people that are at the um, upper level of the, the field are coming up with. And I think that it is all about too, it's just, we, as teachers, you get tired of kind of like the great new idea coming in, right? <laughs> like somebody's like, this is going to be the thing that solves all the problems in education. And we want you to implement it in your classroom right away. And teachers have kind of learned to be skeptical of those, right. And to kind of just wait that, thing out until it's gone until the next idea rolls around and you know it, but basically those those little small pieces are just kind of like band-aids over larger problems and so I think that's why mm -hmm. you know a lot of times that really doesn't uh you know solve any major problems is that it's sort of just like a band-aid over a gaping hole in a you know in a dam that's going to just break loose at any moment and so it, it just doesn't it's it's difficult to get those but you're right there's some great ideas out there and i know that there's some you know administrators trying to do some some great um innovative things within their schools so i'm glad you're you're working in that space to to help them figure that out um, in terms of your business and how you kind of got that launch, what were some kind of early challenges or that you that you faced or maybe that you're still facing and kind of getting things rolling and and off the ground? You know, uh, having worked in maybe the the school side, and this might sound wrong, but like the corporate side mm -hmm. of education, whether nonprofit or for profit, it doesn't matter. The point is, I always had a guy right? It, it, there was always someone else I could lean on to do pieces of the puzzle. For yeah. instance, business development. There's always, there was always a guy that was going out, finding the school to partner with yeah. to launch this new innovative series and starting your own, your own firm. Like I'm the guy. 
going to wear all <laughs> the hats. Not a, yeah, there's no one out there that's going to help me write a proposal. I don't know how to write a proposal. Like, that's not something that you ever learn working at, at a school. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, and so, so that was really, really difficult for me is how do I find the partners and then write a proposal? Uh, and one of the things that you, know, you, you we watch the TV shows of the guys that are like the business sharks and they want to smoke someone. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Right? I want to I want to create a proposal where it's win win. And sure. we can help students, but we can also keep our business open, the lights on, yeah. you know. Uh, and so it's been really difficult uh, to do that part of it, uh, including, you know, simple things like I always had a finance guy. There was always someone that was doing the finances. Like now I'm I'm the guy. Yeah, you're the guy. I had to, yeah, <laughs> yeah. figure out this whole QuickBooks thing and, and track all these receipts and understand the tax implications of this decisions that we make and the type of business that we launch and yeah I think that's it though like if I could distill it down it's I always had a guy before now I'm the guy <laughs> <laughs> that totally makes sense and I, th- I think a lot of entrepreneurs share your yeah your challenge there uh, because it is so hard to wear so many hats, um, you know, maybe some of the background that, that you and I had helped prepare us for that, because when you're launching new schools, you are in the beginning doing so many different things. It is not just about being an educator you're, or an administrator. You're, you know, doing all the things, like you said, policy and talking with leaders and explaining what the model is and trying to solve, you know, a different fire every day. So I think if you like that kind of stuff, then that's probably your, you lean a little bit more towards the entrepreneurial world because, it's never, you never get the same day twice. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're always absolutely. And learning something new. And this may be kind of just an extension of that question too, but is there anything specific that you wish you would have known or had more information about when you were starting um, now kind of looking back at it? You know, I think it's just always important to know that there are a lot of other people in the same boat. And even though you've, feel like you're out on an island or you're a boat adrift at sea trying to like fumble your way through some of these things. It, it's so important to find the tribe of people who are just like you mm-hmm. and someone that you can commiserate with and say, oh, I messed <laughs> up my QuickBooks reconciling again. Yes. <laughs> you know, like you don't have to go through this thing alone. And if there's one thing that you can say that came out of, you know, the COVID timeline was we learned real quick trying to go through life alone oh, is yes. not a good idea. You know, there are people out there and we need to support each other and prop yeah. each other up and cheer each other on when we have wins and, you know, pull someone in and give them a hug when there's a, a loss or a failure. And uh, just remember that you're not alone <laughs> because you're not, there are a lot of other people going through the same thing you're going through. Yeah, you're right. And it can be being an entrepreneur can be such a lonely place to be because it really is just you, especially in the beginning, you know, trying to figure all that out. So and, and I found that important too to, to kind of build a network and find other people that are doing similar things, which is part of the purpose of this podcast is to bring those of us together and, and give each other, you know, a, a person like, hey, that person's doing something similar to me, or I, you know, it sounds like they're really good at something that I'm not really good at. Maybe we can connect together and figure out how to partner. So um, that kind of leads into what advice would you give to um, new entrepreneurs that are involved with education or just kind of getting started? Like what, what kind of advice do you think would be good for them to hear? I would probably say 
take the time early on to make sure that things are set up properly. Mm. Um, you know, simple things, maybe they're not, they don't seem simple upfront, but setting up the appropriate type of bank account, making sure that your tax documents are in order early because early on those first vital months, you're thinking, I've got to get the business up and around. I've got to get all these pieces taken care of immediately. Right. I would caution you to not skip out on using your small business lawyer and say, I can't, I can't afford him early on. No, you've got to get this stuff figured out the first time. We've got people that have joined our mastermind and, you know, talking with them, like I set everything up improperly. I, you know, now I've got a tax bill that's thousands and thousands of dollars that was unexpected. Yeah. Because they wanted to save the $400 of not working with a lawyer up front. Right. <laughs> and so just take the time early on to get everything set up appropriately. Get a second set of eyes on stuff if you need to. But don't set yourself up for a, a later failure by trying to cut corners early on. Yeah, that's so true. I think, you know, some of that stuff that it, it's probably the worst time for you to feel like you need to do that. Cause it is like an upfront investment in what you're doing. But if you don't do that, it really can cause you big problems later down the line and you'll wish you would have done it earlier. So I can definitely, definitely relate to that. So, and it's always good to have, you know, that just that network of people that you can reach out to um, as well as like, you know, so asking somebody like, how did you get your things started? You know, how was, how did you get your LLC set up or S corp or however you have it structured? How did you do that? And so I think just knowing who to reach out to, to find those answers, um, as opposed to just kind of like searching on the internet and not knowing who you're reaching out to is very helpful to get some recommendations. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, it was so funny. I I was listening to a podcast on the way up here this morning and they were saying like how weird humans are in the way that we make decisions around some of this stuff. Like they were like, well, if you don't know how to do something, what do you do? You go to YouTube right. and you find the one that has the most likes or the most subscribers. <laughs> and you think, well, he obviously has figured it out because look at all these people. But we have no idea right. if, if that's true or right or correct or anything else. And so it really is important to get a, a subject matter expert to use our education oh. talk. We've got to find the person who knows how to build these small businesses up front yeah. to take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And, uh, and so you might have people reach out to you and say, you know, Chase, how did you get this? Stuff? <laughs> so, <laughs> so now you've opened yourself up for, for advice on that. Um, but kind of tell us a little bit about like what your plans are for the future. Where do you see first skin going and growing and what are, what are you thinking for down the line? Yeah. So one of the things that you and I were just talking about prior to uh, jumping on here was we are looking at expanding our mastermind into the future. We're really excited about launching those three tiers uh, that will open up new opportunities for um, edupreneurs and opportunities that that they can sign in at different levels uh, according to their need. Um, We've also had a a lot of people from, you know, the ed tech world. Uh, I would probably refer to them more as like the corporate folks. Uh, they're like, there's not a place for us either. And so we've kind of been kicking around the idea, do we launch an ed techie, uh, corporate version of that? Um, and then we've started just recently getting teachers and administrators at schools, whether charter district, whatever, that are saying there, you know, there's a lot of places for us, but we, we want a place that we can talk about maybe some of these side hustles that we've got that's unique uh, and not necessarily directly tied to what we're doing. So anyway, we're looking at some of those things uh, into the future, but expanding our mastermind 
And then we've got some business additions that we're looking at. We, uh, we've got some really unique professional development sessions that we've created and have started offering out to schools and, and education organizations. And uh, we, just, we just presented on one at the Texas Charter School Association conference uh, back in, in San Antonio a couple weeks ago and had a really good response to that. So we're looking at expanding those. And then uh, always, I'm always looking for new schools that can join our parent advocacy projects. We, uh, we really want to empower parents to make the best choices for their students and to protect their schools of choice and, and uh, you know, all the different pieces that go there. So uh, if you have a school or, or are interested in something like that, we're really looking for that. And then uh, from a business perspective, we are an education firm. So adding new clients and fun projects to work on that can move this apple towards the peach. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And it just like hit me that like, Fur, maybe this isn't the intent of the word, but fur skin, like a peach with a fur on it. Is that like the origin <laughs> or is that just like accidental? Do you know? Uh, I think it's just accidental, but it, it does. Uh, I do like that. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that until I just said it. And I was like, huh, I wonder if that that's where that came from. But yeah, Danish words are interesting for sure. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So how can our listeners kind of find out more about you and um, the mastermind group that you have? What'd be the best way to get in touch with you or contact you? Yeah, so you, our website is always going to be the best, and that's firstskined, F-E-R-S-K-E-N-E-D.com, firstskined. We're also on the old Twitter, and you can find us on LinkedIn, uh, YouTube. We're starting to put some things out. We've got a really cool promo video that just launched. I don't even know if you've seen a copy of that yet, but yeah. new promo. Yeah, yeah it's so very yeah. cool. So. Nice. Okay. Well, that's great. And I'll put all of your information in the show notes as well, so that it'll be done there at the bottom. But um, before we kind of wrap it up, is there anything else that you'd like to share with other entrepreneurs kind of as a final thought or things that you feel like are important to pass on? Yeah, I think probably uh, a lot of people talk to those people who have been in it for six or eight months when they give their last little thing they might share, but maybe let me encourage those people who are two or three months before launch, if you will, uh, someone out there is listening and, and they've got this idea. And I just want to say like, your idea is good. It is going to help people. Uh, you can, you can make money while doing something that you love that mm -hmm. also impacts teachers. Absolutely. It also impacts students. It also impacts schools. So let me, let me just encourage you not to give up because your idea is good. So set yourself up for success early get around other entrepreneurs, listen to podcasts like this one. And uh, don't forget your idea is good. So positive, Chase. I love it. Thanks for being so encouraging for our listeners and, and just being another resource out there. You've got a lot of stuff going on and I'm, I'm really grateful that I got a chance to hang out with you and meet you and that hopefully we'll get to partner together in the future on some, some cool projects to do exactly that, to make, you know, education better and, and things for students better. So I'm excited about what that looks like. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks for joining us and talk to you soon.